hello world hello hello we are back with another episode of a stranger down the hall i'm lindali davis aka i love new york and i'm alicia key aka where brooklyn at and today we are talking about how surviving new york roommates or not is the blessing. And today we have a guest talking about their journeys to finding their first stable-ish, not stabilized, but stable-ish apartments in New York. That's why today's episode is called Everything We've Learned. And our special guest today, ooh, and she is special. I'll just say this. This is someone who is wonderfully, wonderfully gifted in storytelling and and writing, and editing, media, among other things. Special guests, introduce yourself. Hello. It's so good to be here. My name is Lee. I am a writer and an editor, as Lindawi said, and I have lived in New York for 25 years. Wow. This is my 25th anniversary of living in New York City, and I've had, if you count my husband, who I live with now, I have had 18 roommates in New York City. 17 <laughs> of them were in a, one apartment mm. in Hell's Kitchen in the late 90s, early 2000s. <laughs> wow. Can we just take a pause really quick to acknowledge <laughs> 17 roommates in one apartment? Y'all just don't know the stories we're about to get into today. <laughs> you don't even know the stories. Lee is someone who has a rich library of narratives and confessionals and mysteries uh, that have occurred as a result of 17 roommates rotating out of one apartment during her time of roommate land. But before we get into all of the deliciousness of today, we're going to head on over to our fake ad segment. Yes, today... As we know, with everything going on in the world, some of us, we still, you know, want to get away safely. And that's why today we're going to be talking a little bit about JetBlue, which Lindawi is one of your favorite airlines. Oh man, JetBlue. I think that it's one of the easiest airlines to book a trip. There's an app that you can just simply download on your phone that app automatically shows you all of your airline points. So you're never searching for anything. If you're logged on to that app, you can go onto the site and pull up jetblue.com, book that one-way trip because guess what? We're in the middle of COVID and some of us are in need of a one-way trip. Absolutely. Wow. And we're back. Ah, oh, Lee, dear, sweet Lee. So, the reason why I'm so excited, and I'm sure Alicia is very excited to have you here as well, is because you have got a library of stories, right? And of course, at the top of the hour here, we introduced the fact that um, at some point you had 17 roommates in the same apartment. But the distinction there is that it wasn't all at the same time. Can you set the, the, the stage for us, right? Uh, and how you had and started with those roommates. Sure. So um, it was 1996, seven, I, I think. Mm -hmm. um, I had gotten this apartment with a friend of mine. We had 
um, gone in together, signed a lease. We had this amazing two-bedroom apartment in Hell's Kitchen. It was rent stabilized. It was going to be um, it was going to be fantastic. The minute we signed the lease, uh, this other friend of ours was like, "Hey, my friend really needs a place to crash. Can she sleep on your couch?" She just <laughs> the city. And so we this is like, not church. Mm-hmm. We've been couch surfing for like months trying to find this apartment. And the minute we move in, like this other friend of ours is like, hey, can you host my friend for an indefinite amount of time? Um, so that was actually our first, the first one that wasn't on the lease was this, this girl who was like, she was doing some, oh, she was there to audition for Greece. Oh, which was running on Broadway at the time. And, and then we were like, I guess, like we felt like jerks saying no. So we said, sure. So then she's crashing on our couch. And then she invited her boyfriend to come without, without asking our permission. (laughs) Oh, so we're, we we, we have the hosting roommate who's staying on the couch. who is inviting her own roommate. Uh (laughs) Like, yeah. <laughs> remind you of something uh my roommate has a roommate uh-huh. <laughs> yes, exactly i thought of your episode about that i was like oh yeah i've got that one because that happened a couple of times <laughs> so we finally had to just ask her to leave because there was no sign of her leaving so the like the auditions only lasted for a few weeks like she kept she was getting callbacks and you know, this was going on and she was trying to find a job and trying to find an apartment, but you know, it, it's hard. And we all know, like it's right. hard, it's hard to do that. It takes time. And especially and, like in the industry, cause she's, you know, auditioning yeah. for Greece. You also have a good background with theater, yes. um, especially back then you were in the community. Yeah. My roommate and I, at the time, that's exactly what we were doing. We were auditioning. We were working, but we were working two jobs each while we were auditioning and she wasn't working. She was just sleeping on her couch and auditioning. Okay, and we were so like, grind, her level of grind was not very high. No, like, we're like, you could be out there looking for apartments while we're working. Right. And also while we're working our second job, mm. uh, while we're, we work together at one of our jobs and then we each had other jobs. So we're like, get out there. <laughs> so we finally had to just ask her to leave. And then, of course, we were horrible people for doing that. Mm. Um, but then my roommate, my the roommate that was on the lease with me, got a theater job out of town that turned into a long-term thing. And he never, he basically never came back. Wow. He Ooh. left for a season, which is basically from... Uh, at that theater it was from like March to December and so he would come back for like January and February and then he would go back again to this theater it was out in the Midwest and he just he did that for like two years before I finally was like I'm cutting you like you have to tell me like if you're if this is going to continue like you have to you can't come back I can't so you had a phantom roommate, basically. Yeah. <laughs> so I kept having to fill this gap, like this March to de- December gap with people. And sometimes I could find somebody for the, that whole time. 
sometimes I could only find somebody. Sorry, my phone is ringing. I thought I turned my ringer off. I apologize. Um, yeah, but that I, was a pretty significant and like a weird time gap to yes, just find yes. a roommate from March to December. Exactly. <laughs> And so I would put up notices on the Actors' Equity Board, and I would, which is the Actors' Union, and I would put up notices. Um, I had friends in SAG who would put up notices there, and um, I would, you know, like, just put the feelers out. I would talk to my, you know, my actor friends would be like, oh, I heard, you know, I have this friend who's thing, or my waiter friends would be like, oh, I have this friend who needs a place. And so that's how I got most of my roommates. And they were all short term. Um, and they were usually either somebody I knew or somebody who, um, of a, you know, a friend of a friend. Right. And um, yeah, so it went like that. And from 1997 until 2001, oh, wow. January of 2001 with the situation with trying to track people down to, you know, fill the space, right? Because mm-hmm. again, to Alicia's point, it was such a hard time frame to fill. And I'm just, I was thinking about what do you put on the announcement? Is it, I'm looking for a roommate that for the next three quarters, <laughs> you know, of the year, um, I, and I really do mean the next three quarters, you would have to be out by end of December, which yeah. is kind of hard, right? Because that's the holidays. No one. Christmas, Kwanzaa, all the everything. (laughs) Exactly. You know? I'm like, you have to move at New Year. You have to move on New Year's Eve. (laughs) Right. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) What would you say is like the piece of advice to someone, right? Um, Who's kind of experiencing Mm -hmm. that same kind of thing where they've got a phantom roommate, or if they have a roommate who's just couch surfing with their boyfriend or partner. I would definitely say like set your boundaries very clearly at the beginning. Like don't be like me who was young and naive and just thought people would be cool right. and respect you <laughs> <laughs> um, because they're good people because that is not what will happen. Right. Um, just say, sure, if you'd like to stay here, these are the house rules. Ooh. Like this is the amount of time that you can stay and be clear about it and like enforce it. I actually had a friend do that to me before I moved into this apartment. Like I mentioned, my friend, my roommate and I had been house, had been couch surfing before we moved in together. Um, There was like a couple months, there was like a two month period of time where in between when I left my last, I had left the living situation I'd been in before because it was driving me over the edge and then before uh, my roommate and I got that apartment I was um, staying with friends and I had this one friend who's like you can stay here for two weeks Mm -hmm. and you have to be looking for an apartment while you're here right and I was like okay but I also I had two jobs at the time it was you know it was hard for me to get out and look and Scott and Scott and I were looking together. I guess it's fine if I say his name. He doesn't really care. Right. Um, Scott and I were looking. There's a thousand. There's millions of Scots walking there around. Yeah. Um, no identifying they, characteristics. They, uh, <laughs> excuse me. Um, 
he and I were uh, looking together. So I was also, at, you know, kind of at his describe, you know, we had to go together and all this stuff. So, uh, but my friend that I was staying with, he was like, you don't look like you're looking. And he'd come home and I'd be like sitting on the couch or whatever after a long day. He's like, it doesn't look like you're looking for an apartment. And I'm like, uh, dude, I don't know what am I supposed to be doing? Right. <laughs> like, right. I just worked or I just came off of my two jobs. And... Right. and then at the end of the two weeks, I kind of, as a, again, a naive, like 20 something, I just kind of assumed he'd let me continue to stay there. Cause we hadn't had, um, we hadn't found anything. And he's like, right. you gotta go. Mm-hmm. He's like, mm-hmm. I said two weeks and that is what I meant. So knowing the boundaries up front is always super, super helpful yeah. in any situation, including whether you're leasing or whether it's a couch surfing or, yeah. uh, oh, I'm getting back on my feet kind of situation. Right. Boundaries are super, super right. helpful. Yeah. And I think if I had asked him if I could stay longer, he probably would have said yes, but I didn't ask. Mm. I just assumed. And he was like, nope, bye. Okay. And I okay. had to go. I found another friend to stay with. Like I wasn't like homeless. Which is good, right? Yeah. <laughs> you know, like I could. Um, but he was very, he's like, no, this is the arrangement we had. You have to go now. Okay. <laughs> he also really liked his privacy and I was definitely cramping his style. So, um, wow. you know, everybody's different yeah. and I respect it. I, I was not, I did not respect it in the moment. I was very mad at him, but I, I get it. I got it. We were friends later. We made so up. after you got your own couch surfer off your couch mm-hmm. and her boyfriend out, take us to that next phase of the story. I think when we were talking to Lee uh, at an earlier date, we were exploring some of her library of content of narratives. <laughs> what was one of your favorite stories from Lee that she told? Because I really want Lee to dig into one of these other stories. Well, for me, one of the favorites is definitely you had a situation with a roommate who basically just refused to leave. (laughs) Now, walk us through that situation. (laughs) (laughs) So that person was the very last roommate I had before I ended up getting a long-term roommate who was a friend of mine and ended up being my roommate for almost... 15, almost 15 years. Um, so she was somebody that I did not know. I had no connections to. I found her on a roommate serv- a roommate finder service. She was um, a, uh, yeah, so she was a complete stranger. Everyone up to that point, I had either met through a mutual friend or through jobs or through the theater. And I thought, oh, this will be cool. I'll meet somebody completely different and it'll be great. And um, it wasn't great. Um, We just were so different and we didn't have very much in common. And then, and so I personally, like, I was so surprised this happened because like, I thought she would want out as much as I wanted her out. Mm -hmm. When I gave her an end date, and this again, like, this is another lesson in like setting your boundaries. I didn't give her like a clear, like, sublease that she signed we just had a verbal agreement and I said so this is when the room is available it's from March until September because I didn't you know I kind of wanted to get or no I said I think I said from March until June because 
I wanted to see how it went and then I would extend it again verbally if I thought she was okay. Right. Yeah. So a little, a bit of a trial period and just yeah. to kind of dive into a little bit of the details. So you're going through this roommate finder service, walk us through some of the things because you said this person ended up being completely different. Tell us a little bit about who they were. Sure. So on paper, they were <laughs> a med student. What kind of paper was it, Lee? Is it? Um, <laughs> it was an email. It was. <laughs> I was thinking more like, is it construction? Is it the matte finish? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It was a very uh, thin, but like onion skin paper. The right. Tear is very easily. <laughs> but yes, on the dossier of this roommate finder service, let's let's get the profile. Like like yes. we're on a episode of um, Criminal Mind. So the profile. It was also the first time I'd ever use like really use the internet because this was before Craigslist. I mean, not mm. the internet in general. The internet to find a roommate. Mm. Um, and it's still scary I'm... out there now. Yes. <laughs> only imagine oh my gosh um it was scary enough just using like the village voice and wow find <laughs> their apartment and <laughs> uh, so some of the places I saw oh uh, but um the uh so yeah so she the the profile that she submitted was completely different than the person she ended up being and I kind of like a dating profile I guess like where you're just like really is this this is this how you see yourself like um, you don't look like this picture right right <laughs> <In> the <profile. laughs> exactly she she um had put that she was a med student and that she was very quiet and that she loved to cook and that she would you know keep to herself and she worked that she worked um she'd be doing an intern you know she was doing her internship so she'd be at the hospital all the time and I was like great that sounds perfect somebody's right. never here and when they're here they're studying so because that's exactly that's exactly what she said even in the interview she said I'll just be studying all the time and I won't you know really be around much and I was like <laughs> perfect um I was working I, I I was probably still working two jobs. I basically worked two jobs until like, I don't know, three years ago. Wow. So <laughs> I just, that is always how I've been. And um, yeah, so I work a lot. Anyway, that is not the point. The point is that she was not any of those things. <laughs> it turned out she was not a med student. She was taking an MCAT. Uh, prep course, the MCAT being the medical school uh, entrance exam that everybody takes, kind of like the SAT. Mm -hmm. Um, She was taking a prep course that, you know, lets you get ready for those tests. And that was her studying. She Mm. was an intern at a hospital. She worked for one, like a hotline at one of the big hospitals, like answering patient questions like when they call to you know if they have they're like oh my doctor told me this I don't understand <laughs> that is what she did that was so let's problem. get this straight Lee she wasn't a medical student but okay. in her mind taking prep 
Forth has made her a medical student. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yes. She wasn't undergoing, she wasn't in a fellowship program. She was not great <laughs> anatomy or anything. No. But literally, uh, um, she was in med school in her mind. Right. Her mind. And I didn't mention this in our last chat, but I she was also seeing this much older man who I think did work at the hospital where she worked. Mm. Um, so, so she had Grey's Anatomy without the actual yes. anatomy. Yes. Well. Right. <laughs> <laughs> he would talk about her boyfriend and I'm like, well, you know, like, oh, see, so come around, you know, are you, you ever, I mean, you're welcome to have him over if you want. Like, I didn't care. And she's like, no, 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 no. Oh, oh. I, and she was very adamant there's like she wouldn't have him over and I was like and then at one point she I don't know what happened but she did tell me a little bit and I was like uh, oh so anyway but she would when she would study she did study but she would often play her music really loud oh, um, so I if I was in the living room watching tv or if I had friends over even if I had friends over this would happen she would play her music really loud to the point where we couldn't even hear each other having a conversation <laughs> or hear the television, but it wasn't like a CD or this was CD era. <laughs> it was the radio. Oh, and wow. Like constantly change. So she'd be like listening to a song on the radio. And then if the next song that came on wasn't a song she liked, she would change the station. And so it would be at full volume, song, 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 song. And then... <laughs> And she changed the channel until she found a song she liked. And so it was just noisiness and fraud at the same time. Okay, so. so basically, the picture I have in my mind is, is you know, late 90s, early 2000s, everybody had the boom box or the radio CD players with the yeah. knob, you know, turn it. And so she literally would just have volume on Mac and just be turning that nozzle. Just Yeah. (laughs) And it's I think the only reason none of the other neighbors complained is because the people downstairs from us were like the lady was so old that her she lived with her daughter and the daughter was constantly yelling so that the lady could hear her. were not going to be an issue. The people upstairs were never home because he was a promoter at a club. And Mm. when they were home, all you heard was like rhythmic pounding. (laughs) (laughs) They had their own music going on upstairs. Whatever it may be. (laughs) They had their own rhythm and flow. Exactly. Oh, no. Exactly. <laughs> so uh, nobody else was bothered by her. <laughs> Just me. <laughs> she would also get really irritated if I didn't want to watch like Sex in the City with her or Allie McBeal. <laughs> and I'm like, I don't watch those like I just those were not my shows and I didn't watch a lot of tv at that time because I often worked at night and so I would be like sorry I and she'd be like <sighs> and huff off into her room and turn the radio up really loud. <laughs> so basically also she just had like that you know we've talked about sex in the city mindset yeah. right 
times yeah. on here uh-huh. and it's just like when you come up here because you know that's one of the quintessential shows it's just yeah. like yeah, you thought she was gonna come up here find roommates and best friends for life and we're sitting down every tuesday and thursday to watch sex in the city at eight o'clock on the dot and drink a glass <laughs> of wine together right exactly i was like i know it's like no i have two jobs and a life yeah, no, sorry <laughs> I'm trying to keep this apartment and also trying to make my career happen is is not going to yeah. So, wow. It's like you're in grind mode. Like yeah, you know, yeah. being in the theater community, you do. You're you're yeah. working multiple jobs, you're making connections, you're going mm-hmm. on auditions constantly, you're and just the respect, you know, to actors and actresses for that learning lines and memorization. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. It's and a- how are you memorizing any anything with any kind of I don't know about you all, but concert uh, in yeah. the background. <laughs> right. You got a whole concert, yeah. uh routine, mic checks going on. It's I mean, it right. sounded like it was a whole production that nobody was getting paid for. <laughs> no, it was not easy, that's for sure. It was definitely not easy. So I I had extended her to September because the first couple months it was not so bad. So mm-hmm. I was like, Yeah, you can totally stay till September. I have a friend that's going to be coming in. Uh I might or I think I kind of hedged it and I was like, I might have a friend um, that wants the room like around September. So I have to, I'll let you know when I know for sure, but I had promised them. So that's just the only caveat. And she was like, okay, that sounds great. And then by September, I was done with her. I was, or by August, I was done. So I was like, I told her, I'm like, I'm going to have to, you know, this is an, this is your notice. Uh, My friend is definitely coming. I'm going to need you to be out by the end of September. They're going to, you know August 1st they're about and they were and I did have a friend who wanted the room they just weren't going to be here till December but I didn't care I was like I gotta get I'll just suck it up and pay the rent myself because I can't take this anymore right and I don't know if she didn't believe me or if she just didn't care but September comes around and she just didn't leave oh wow and I and I told her like I you know like I told her September thirtieth, but I did mention like my friend might not be there on October first. Right. I honestly didn't know if he would because he was telling me like, well, I have this. He had a theater gig out on Long Island, and he was uh, staying there on site. Okay. He was like, well, I might do the next show, which would then make it December. So he was kind of hedging me. So and then my other friend was kind of moving back from LA, and he wanted the place for January, and I was like. Well, I'd rather have the long term because if I deal with this other guy, it's short term. I was kind of like trying to juggle them both. So anyway, I just told her September 30th. So around the like 25th, uh-huh. I'm looking and she's not budging. There's no signs of packing. There's no like, she's not getting There's boxes. No or boxes or anything, huh? No, nothing's happening. And I'm He's like, still listening to music and sitting on the couch watching Sex in the City. Yep. <laughs> That's exactly what happened. So I mentioned it. I'm like, hey, are you, you know, did you find a place? No. That's mm. only okay. I'm like, well, I still need you to go. Right. <laughs> like, 
well, I figured if your friend isn't going to be here right away, then, you know, you don't really need me to go. And I'm like, yeah, but I do. Wow. And then she just didn't. Okay, so she just, so this she is just all didn't very, leave. It's, it's so interesting just because she took it upon herself to make yeah. this decision after you had already set the boundary. I guess my question is, what's the biggest thing that you learned from that situation? Like, what's the best thing that you can pull from that? Is to get get the agreement in writing. <laughs> <laughs> always that always really get it in it. writing like get it in writing i think she she definitely took advantage of the fact that we had a verbal agreement and right. that i didn't have that we didn't have a signed piece of paper and i could not like there and i like couldn't go to the landlord because you know a the landlord is a dick and b mm. um they're not gonna do anything I mean, it wasn't technically an illegal sublet because I was not charging her more than the rent. Like I wasn't making a profit on her being there. Right. But they were, I would not put it past the management company that that handled that building to make some case of it and try to evict me because they had taken me to housing court before for like ridiculous things. So I was Mm. not in a position to, you know, get anybody involved that you know, any kind of legal, I had no real legal recourse, I guess, is what I mean. Right, right. Um, it was just yeah. basically my word against hers that, you know, we had, you know, I, I was basically at her mercy to just like do the right thing and be gone. And she was just like, I don't feel like, I don't want to. This is a nice place. Like, why did I leave? <laughs> my gosh. So you are truly like in that rock and a hard place area. <laughs> yeah. And how did she eventually, like, how did you eventually get her out? Or when did she decide she was just going to leave? And I just kept telling her, like, I really need you to go. I just right. kept reminding her that, like, I need you to go. And she's like, I don't believe you that your friend is coming. Mm. And I'm like, well, he got another show. So you're right. He is not coming right now. Like, I <laughs> I just finally just owned up that he's not coming immediately. I'm like, but oh. he will be here January. January 1st. That mm. is not the issue. The issue is I asked you to leave on this date and you didn't. Right. Which is really shitty. Mm-hmm. And I would like you to go as soon as possible because at this point you're just, you know, being a jerk. Right. And she was like, well, I think you're being really mean about making me move during the holidays because by now it's Thanksgiving and I'm, at, I'm still begging her to get out. And it became Christmas. And I'm like, I'm not making you move during the holidays. I asked you <laughs> to move in September like you're making yourself move this is your problem that you created right right (laughs) you could have left months ago (laughs) not days ago how her dad had a building in the Bronx and I'm like go there live with your dad's building I don't know like what it because I think she was trying to use that as as like a cudgel against me like that I'm not being the good landlord Mm -hmm. I'm like I'm not trying to be a landlord at all I'm just trying to buy a spare room Exactly. And at this point, <laughs> by the new year, like you actually have a friend who was coming into the apartment. So yeah. it's just like, you are a better person than I because I probably would have hired some actor friends and figured out a way to evict her. I probably should have done that if I was not so distressed about it. Um, I really 
really should have. I don't know. I was I was at the point where I would have just moved her stuff out onto the sidewalk, but wow. I didn't. I really didn't want to do that in case any you know strife yeah. came up, and you really don't want to bring attention to it because sometimes yeah, when you first move up here, like you had a good place, you don't want to make any waves because it is so hard so, to find right. an apartment. It is, and she yeah. obviously knew that because that's why she was trying to. She was like Jennifer Holiday and Dream Girls. Like <laughs> I am not going nowhere. Right. <laughs> right. Exactly. She oh, finally agreed that she would leave like the week of Christmas. I was like, I'm going to visit my family, which I hardly ever did. But that year I had planned to go visit my family. Right. And I was like, I'm going to visit them. They live in the South. And I was like, when I get back, you need to be gone. I don't want you here when I get back. Right. I, you will have the place to yourself to do whatever packing you need. Wow. Just be gone. And I honestly, maybe I should have been scared she'd steal stuff. I don't, I didn't really think she would. But like, I'm like, you have the whole place to yourself. Get out while mm. I'm gone. And then I get so, this phone call on like the day after Christmas, and she's like, "Hi, Yuni." I was like, "Where are you?" <laughs> I'm. I just need a couple more days. Um, but I'll be here when you get back. But I swear I'll be gone the next day. Wow. So she moved oh. out on like the 29th or maybe the 30th of December. Wow. So I had like so you- two days without her <laughs> before my friend moved in. <laughs> So you had a series of themes going on. You had the dream girl thing going on. (laughs) You had get out going on. In reverse, you had... You you had the Norman Bates Hotel going on. (laughs) Like, what... Before we start to kind of wrap up, Lee, ask you all of the things that you went through, all of the roommate situations, all of the 17 that you experienced in the 90s, early 2000s, what would you say to yourself at that time? Like if you had the knowledge that you have right now, what would you say to yourself at that time with the knowledge that you have right now? I think Overall, it was a it was actually a really positive experience because I had a lot of fun with a good number of those people. It could be stressful at times because of, you know, like scrambling. Sometimes it would be scrambling at the last minute to find somebody. But for the most part, it was really fun. Yeah. Um, so I think I would say don't wait to the last minute. Find somebody. Go ahead. Right. And- up right away definitely set your boundaries I mean that's I mean that's just good advice in general yeah I'll I'll even take it a step further you know being someone who is not a native New Yorker um, you're not a native New Yorker what is a piece of advice as a non-native that you would give to someone moving here or something you wish you had known one thing is that this might be a little bit counterintuitive, but mm-hmm. I think you can trust people more than you realize. Yeah. I had really good, I had, like I said, because I have had some really good experiences and people just want to be treated like they're people. Mm-hmm. And so even with the people that I had kind of a negative experience with, even with the that, like that last woman, she just, I think she just wanted somebody to hang out with. Like, I think she just didn't really have that many friends. Right. I, wasn't gonna be that friend for her but it's like her expectations if we'd kind of set the expectations at the beginning Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. things would have gone very differently 
So yeah, I think it's just like expectation management is a huge, huge thing. And I think right. for the, I don't know if that goes for like non-native, non-native New Yorkers in general or like specifically, but in general with roommates, I think it's just like setting expectations. I think that's, that's a, I mean, that's probably the biggest theme throughout this entire conversation is that you've got to understand where you are. You've got to set those boundaries, but setting expectations kind of wraps all of that up into this beautiful framework mm-hmm. for people follow it and it absolutely it absolutely applies to people who were um, native New Yorkers and non-native New Yorkers people who are transplants because you come here you know the, the sex and sex and city reference you come here thinking it's going to be one thing but deep down inside you know it's going to be something different especially if you're grinding you know that that causes a whole other layer uh, that you have to think about last yeah. thoughts on that Alicia yes I definitely agree the the TV the New York media mindset of what you've seen on the screen it is a completely different world when you do get here it is and it's just it's unlike anything you've ever seen it especially if you're from someone from a small town Mm -hmm. or you know even west coast this apartment rental game it's a whole nother thing right it's the expectations (laughs) yes the standards, the 40 times the rent. And then if you're coming here as a creative, that's another layer on top of the whole experience because, you know, creative, you may come here with a job, you may not. And your your story is great. You came up here to pursue your passion. You went from being a couch surfer to having a couch surfer to you know, this apartment that was stable and being able to meet all these different people, have roommates come in and out and provide a safe space for them as well as yourself. Kind of is that full circle, you know, beginning has that New York naivete and Mm -hmm. they're just like, I want a friend and I don't want to leave. (laughs) (laughs) So it shows how life comes back around. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Lee, we want to thank you. Thank you so much for joining us today. I have no doubt that we will be seeing you again. So don't be surprised, uh, listeners, if you hear Lee again in a later episode and season. Um, But thank you so much, Lee, for joining us. And thank you for listening to Stranger Down the Hall. Thank you for having me. Everyone subscribe to make sure you catch all of our new episodes featuring our roommate horror stories, special moments and all of the above stranger down the hall is available on apple Podcasts, spotify and google Podcasts. and with that don't forget to connect with us on the socials as we call it at stranger down the hall we thank you thank you thank you yes subscribe rate review cheers bye